Hey, welcome. All right, you can put your coats over there. Everybody's having a good time. Jack is over by the drinks. Nathan is out on the patio telling some fabulous stories, being a hoot. It's gonna be so much fun tonight. We got so many fabulous guests, great podcasters. You're gonna have a good time. What do you mean what's all this for? Dude, we're celebrating two years of podcasting. The Real Phil's podcast, new movie, new genre, every two weeks. Okay, sit down. I'll tell you all about it. Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Guys, taking a look at some of our downloads across the United States, it's really cool with Podbean. You can kind of delegate different things and see where your downloads are coming from. So I was really kind of fascinated to see that most of our downloads are coming from the good old state of California. So off in the West Coast. But also, we have some friends up in New York. New York is also in our top five. Texas, Michigan, and Florida. Apparently... Some good old retirees are getting their feels, too, in their golden years. But of course, we can't forget Canada, our friendly neighbor to the north. We have downloads from Ontario, Quebec, British Columbia, Northwest Territories, and New Brunswick. Also taking a look at some of the downloads from Australia, our friends down under. They're going to hate me for that. They're absolutely going to hate me for that. But it's okay. We got downloads from New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia the Australian Capital Territory, and Queensland. So great to see some feels off in Australia as well. Taking a look at our downloads worldwide, the United States leads the charge in our downloads. The UK is actually coming in second, Canada in third, Australia in fourth. And oddly enough, folks, we got some downloads in Germany. How about that? With our year tune review, we want to give you guys a little bit of a, a peek behind the curtain. We're going to give you our top five most downloaded episodes for season two, Riker's Beard. So coming in at number five, it was The Fifth Element. This was our 30th episode. Fifth Element comes, from us, uh, comes to us from 1997. This was my personal choice for our space opera genre. Mila Jovovich, Bruce Willis, Chris Tucker, and of course, how can you, how can you deny anybody, Gary Oldman playing Zorg. This is a true delight. It's a classic for the sci-fi genre, and it fit perfectly for space opera. Coming in at number four, it was Darkman from 1990. This was our 33rd episode, once again, one of my choices, and this was for my superhero movie. Very kind of broad in the idea of superhero films, but 
this was like a staple of my childhood. I absolutely loved this film. I love the idea of an anti-hero just venging for justice. Liam Neeson portraying Darkman. You have Sam Raimi at the helm directing this film. It had laughs. It had some pretty good makeup effects. And of course, I mean, just Liam Neeson taking a slight page from Nicolas Cage and just going off the wall crazy. Darkman. Coming in at number three, we had episode 28. This was the first real pick for season two. And what a way to kick off with such a classic, classic story. Jack chose Once Upon a Time in the West for his genre of spaghetti western. Once Upon a Time in the West comes to us from 1968. It is this epic tale of a hero, a lone hero, but a stranger rolling into town, also seeking vengeance against a rather handsome and, unbeknownst to the audience at the time, a rather different choice for a villain. The music, the costuming, the lines. I see you brought three horses. Yeah. You brought two too many. We like to use that every single time. Making fun of the little kid, shooting at the birds. Nathan loves that. It's such a great movie. And our number one most downloaded episode for season two is Casino Royale. This was 2006. It was episode 29. This was Nathan's choice for an action-packed episode. Daniel Craig as 007 in this phenomenal remake. Possibly, in my opinion, one of the best remakes out there. It's so, so good. You have witty lines, good banter, costuming, beautiful cars, which unfortunately get destroyed, and a, and a villain, Le Chiffre, that you just, you almost had to admire. But he does eventually get his comeuppance. It wasn't even until season two where myself, Nathan, and Jack decided to add a little bit of quirkiness to our introductions for our new episodes. Each individual episode that is chosen by the host, we take the responsibility into kind of dabbling, do a little creative writing, and rework some of our favorite scenes into a, you know, fun little nifty intro for you guys in order to also kind of reflect our ideas and our passion for podcasting and especially reviewing some movies. Here are some of our favorite introductions for some of the movies that you enjoyed for season two. First up for one of our favorites is, of course, Braveheart. What would you do without real feels? Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to tell our enemies they may take our lives, but they'll never have our real feels? Yeah! 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 (laughs) For Nathan's pick of sci-fi comedy, he chose Flight of the Navigator, which, from 1986, was pretty amazing. Tita, super, dura, Maury, sit down, Real Feel Podcast listeners. Yeah! 
Compliance. Oh, I'm not a listener. I'm a host. <laughs> For my contemporary fantasy choice, I could think of nothing else but Hellboy. Hellboy has such a fantastic cast, talented actors, a really fun story, and a hero that just ripped right out of the comic book pages. It was absolutely a treat to review this film. What makes a podcast a podcast? Is it the topics? The way things start? Or is it something else? Something harder to describe? For me, it began in 2017, a classified project in the little town of Bakersfield. The podverse was desperate, combining science and black magic they intended to upset the balance of the downloads. I was 32. Along with my friend Nathan, we were already eager novices, learning from those established with shows of their own, soon to gain a third. I could never have suspected what would transpire that night would not only change the course of history, but give me the realest of feels. <laughs> oh, that was so good, dude. <laughs> Woo! Woo! For our heist film, Nathan decided to choose something that involved surfing, dead presidents, Keanu Reeves, and Patrick Swayze. It's Point Break. You think you're some real cowboys, huh? Captain America and Iron Man, huh? You know what this is? Two episodes, unedited, 500 downloads worth. You think I like this microphone, man? You think I like this pop filter? My wife wants me to cast about real estate. I've been working this podcast for two years. Two years. And now I finally get them to play the segments that I want so I can see who their listeners are. Yeah, and then you two cowboys show up. All I want to know is, how are they getting downloads in the politics category when they're clearly labeled comedy and movies? How do you figure that, you fucking jerks? Nice tattoo, Nathan. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh <laughs> for our teen drama episode, I decided that we needed to take an introspective look at what it is to be a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal. This is The Breakfast Club. Eat my shorts. What was that? Eat my shorts. You just bought yourself another download, mister. Oh, I'm crushed. You just bought yourself one more. Well, I'm free the Saturday after that. Beyond that, I'm going to have to check my calendar. Good, because it's going to be filled. We'll keep downloading. You want another one? Say the word. Just hit subscribe. Instead of watching good movies, you'll come here and you'll watch bad ones. Are you through? No. I'm doing the podverse a favor. So? That's another one right there. I've got you for the rest of your natural listening life you don't, if you don't watch your step. You want another one? Yes. You got it. You got another download right there. That's another one, pal. Cut it out. You through? Not even close, bud. You got another one right there. <laughs> you really think I give a shit? Another. <laughs> you through? How many is that? Uh, that's seven. Now it's eight, and you stay out of it. Uh, excuse me, sir. It's seven. Shut up, IndiePod. Your mind bender. For two months, I got you. What can I say? I'm thrilled. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, Bender. I'm sure that's just what you want these people to think. You know something? If you spend a little more time listening to podcasts and a little, le a little less time trying to impress people, you might be better off. All right, that's it. I'm going to be recording right outside those doors. Next time I have to come in here, I'm cracking skulls. Don't you for our kids' movie, Jack took us all the way back to 1987 with 
a very fun and timeless classic where Wolfman has got nards and my name is Horace. This is The Monster Squad. Well, well, well. Are you two sitting comfortably? Good. Now, Drew and Nathan, do you see what I'm holding in my hand at these episodes with your names on them? It's the first season of Real Feels. And can you guess what's in that first season? I'll give you a hint. Questionable movie choices. <laughs> Lots of them. And a few terrible ones as well. This is... A planet full of treasure. I'm sorry, full of treasure? With pirates. The kid didn't find a treasure map, and there's Long John Silver, sword fighting, and Billy Bones. You mean the 1950 classic movie adaptation of Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island? Uh, no, sir. It's a Disney remake. We did, like, five remakes during the first season, and if you include The Last Samurai, it was awesome. You see, sir, we kind of have a podcasting squad. Drew made it up, and every two weeks, we talk about whatever movies have been chosen. Correction, Mr. Zimmerman. You were podcaster-baiting the first season. <laughs> now you're almost through Riker's beard, and the next grab bag episode is almost upon us. I need you boys to buckle down. While you should have been banging out high-quality episodes like High Spirits and Goons, you hemmed and hawed over trash movies like Limitless and The Little Rascals. Wait, I just want to say one thing. Tremors may not be everyone's first choice, but it was mine. There just might not have been a real Phil's podcast without it. Of course... You thought Equilibrium was bad and called Gunkata a joke, but we haven't even done Paul Blart yet. Even I wouldn't do Paul Blart. How rude. Drew, Nathan, I hear you. I was a kid once. I thought the remake of 310 to Yuma was good until I saw the original, and while inferior to Under Siege, would whittle away the hours watching Executive Decision. I dig it, man. Now, I'm sure you both know a great deal about movies, but that's not the issue here. I'm saying you must podcast harder, because from what I'm seeing of your season one choices, Happy Gilmore and the Theory of Everything just isn't going to cut it. <laughs> but sir, we don't know that. <laughs> uh, that was great. That was, <laughs> ladies, that was and, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Feels Podcast. We absolutely love getting feedback from a lot of our friends, family, and most importantly, our audience. They love some of the episodes, our inside jokes, our quirks, our quips. But which ones do we like? And this is a tiny little segment to kind of give you guys an understanding of which episodes we personally enjoyed the most, which ones we laughed at, which ones we kind of had just a great time recording. So first off is going to be Jack with his personal choice of Having a, a great time recording a certain episode, and we're going to start this off with Nathan's choice for his heist movie, Point Break. This movie uh, was is our um, heist film, well, my heist film, and um, the reason why I picked this film is because, one, I love it. Mm -hmm. It is a, a staple in uh, the Nathan archives. I visit it regularly, uh, as, not as often as I, I used to, but definitely enough. Drew, you had never... This is your first watch of Point Break. All right, let the, let the shame wash over. <laughs> you are you have risen from this... <laughs> you have been baptized by the Point Break. Dr. Doolittle, good. <laughs> Paul Blart, seen it. Point Break, nothing. 
juices. I got nothing for you there, buddy. <laughs> this is a Keanu Reeves staple, man. But okay, yeah. So I, I finally, I finally have seen it. And and you know what? I liked it. I liked it. All right. Good. And after a uh, after a third watch through, I, I can concur when we were talking a little earlier. It is a perfect background movie. It's not. It's like a chili dog. It's not good for you. It's very hard to fuck <laughs> up a chili dog. Yeah, seriously. And every time you have a chili dog, you're like, mm, I could maybe have two chili dogs. I should have two. And with some cheese on it. Yes, some nacho cheese. Some raw cares? onion, mustard. Yeah. Because yeah. you can doll it up a little bit, but it's still a chili mm-hmm. dog. But it's, I mean, it's Catherine Bigelow. Uh, she did one of mm-hmm. my favorites, uh, The Hurt Locker. I love that movie. Mm. I go yeah. back to it often. So, I mean, it's it's a well-crafted chili dog with some very, <laughs> very funky ingredients in it. Yeah. It gets a little cheesy and a little unbelievable at times but overall you have, to, uh, you have to question why you ate it sometimes why you watched it that comes later on when you're when you're shitting it out you're like <laughs> oh why did i why did i spend six hours re- watching oh, point breaks three times. presidents oh there goes nixon oh. <laughs> i think the, the casting for it was pretty spot on especially gary Busey. <laughs> come on gary come Busey on, and his co-star Gary Busey's mouth. <laughs> it's just I all, fired my just gun all 19 the times in, in the line of duty. I don't know what getting bricks. I was taking shrapnel and dying. But we were crapping in your hands and smearing it all over your face. <laughs> you mad? Oh, yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> there was an interview with him on TMZ where he wrote his book and he was talking about, you know, Point Break and, and anything like that. And, you know, as they were leaving, he went on this random rant where he's like, I'll be at the Barnes Noble and I'll be signing my book. What? You know what you should get? Two. Get two. You should buy two. <laughs> Busey's out I of mean, control. He was, you could see it. He's just on the verge of going full Busey, going which full he crazy. did in the following years, but he still sort of has it together for this movie. What, that and uh, it was right. R- rookie of the Year. Those are the two that these, this and Rookie of the Year are the two that I, those are my fond memories of Busey. One of my favorite movies from the same era of Point Break, and it's a guilty pleasure. We watched it last Christmas, is Under Siege. Yes. And uh, Busey plays like the bad <laughs> XO. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great, Under great. Siege. Two though. No, no, we don't Ooh. talk about we don't. No, no. <sighs> We did it on a ship. Now let's do it <laughs> on, on a train. train. Oh, oh, here comes Steven Seagal. Knife hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- this is definitely a couple of years He's after just he, a cook. he had had his, you know, motorcycle accident, you know, cracked open his head and, you know, soon recovered. It- it's almost like some of the things that he saying and the way he's acting should have been a cry for help. It- I sort of he's think Rick he, he, from Rick and Morty just wobble up a dub dub like he is telling us that he is in tons of pain and please kill him. I, I think Busey has always been like this and he just uses the motorcycle accident to as, as a reason why he's self-actualizing his batshit crazy. A live action Rick and Morty with Gary Busey as Rick. That would... Be, would it be too close to home? Would I it mean, be? he definitely has like the alcoholism factor <laughs> <Yeah>. going <laughs> on, like you know, sweating and red faced, <laughs> the, the <laughs> eye that's slowly drifting. I think Gary Mo- Busey, Marty, <laughs> oh no, Marty, uh, Marty, and Elijah Wood is Marty. Oh, oh Jesus, oh, Rick. He's, he's, uh, Elijah Wood's getting to that. Well, Elijah Wood's is. damn near fifty, and we're still like, hey, he's twenty five. Yeah, he's, he's, he's young. Frodo. <laughs> he's Frodo. He is forever stuck in the time. He is so timeless. Elijah Wood it. is uh, forever Frodo. And the little kid from uh, 
the Back good, to the Future? The good, no, The Good Son. Oh, okay. With Macaulay yes. Culkin. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But Elijah Wood's going to go from, from A to B real quick where he has like the innocent blue eyes and then he has like the creepy old man eyes at the same time. Like all he sees are dead people at this point and just like, Ugh. Okay, okay. This was, I think, for me, one of the first movies that did the robbery mass that I was like, oh, that's so badass. They're like in uniform. Like, so when the, t- when the town came out, I was mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, they're trying to make point break too. I swear. So, so not a segment, just, just off the cuff. So if you had a gang of guys that were robbing banks for what, what would your, yeah, sure. What would, what would the masks have been for your gang? Ninja Turtles. Come back to me. I gotta, I gotta think for a minute. <laughs> okay. Jack. Hmm. That was so good. I but was, that's why yeah, there's four of us. I want to like, Murray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's all right. Masters of the Universe. Ooh, mm. we, got a, we got a Skeletor. We got a He Man. We got a Shiro. We got a we got a fucking Orko. We got a Man at Arms. Okay, yeah. Okay. I take. I do that. You know what? And we'd call ourselves the Masters of the fucking Universe, or the Masters of the Bankiverse. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But anyway, would before you? we left, I would hold up my bag of money and just go, "I have <laughs> the power." <laughs> Fuck you! And then just walk out. Uh, let's go the uh, let's go the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Whoa. Okay. Uh, it's just the masks. It's not the rest of the outfit. I was gonna say, <laughs> like with the like the halter and the the fish Let's do the, the bank, bank robbery again. again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, the I'm like, a robber. <laughs> uh, baby, I'm Tim Curry. I'm going to rob this fucking bank. <laughs> oh, true. Heist Don't mess. give us the dot packet, baby. <laughs> Another one of our genres for season two was zombie horror. And this was mine. So what I chose was 1985's Reanimator, a very B-rate horror movie. And one that I kind of got some crap for by Jack and Nathan. But more importantly, their jokes are coming from the heart. A place of sick, twisted humor. The best kind of laughs that you can get from two good friends. This was one of Jack's choices for his personal favorite. One that he got a great amount of laughter. I must say, Mr. Hallam. I'm very disappointed in you. You steal the secret to movies and reviews, and here you are, trysting with some low-rate B-movies. You're not even a second-rate podcaster. Ah, Mr. Just. I'm actually glad to be reviewing with you. It saves me the trouble of having to review for you. You'll never get the downloads for my movies. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job on YouTube. I wonder why such an intelligent young man should make the fatal mistake of coming here to podcast with me. Oh, I have a review. So do I. Ah! Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <coughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost better than this movie we watched. Like- oh! Overdose. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Feels Podcast. We review movies of a different genre every two weeks. And tonight, 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 we're reviewing 1985's The Reanimator. It goes on forever. That I'm seemed 
Just, like, just move quicker. That seems such an odd thing to be scared of. He's like, no one would blame me. And he's chasing her with the sheet on. She's like, stop it. Oh, my God. Could they have at least made her, like, also a student at the medical school? No, she's just the dean's, the dean's daughter, daughter and, like, the resident fuck piece. Yeah. You know, like, no, when the, I'm the dean. This is uh, uh, Patty Slam piece. Uh <laughs> Don't touch. Uh, it's yeah. okay. Don't it's touch. Her, it's, it's for Doctor Hill. It's her maiden name, <laughs> Slam Piece. <laughs> it's, the, an old, it's an old Nordic name. I almost wanted, and just like staring at her, and she's even like, "Dad, can you do something? Can you fire can him? You, can you?" <laughs> he brought a pencil. <laughs> yes, he snapped. You make me so happy right now. Oh. <sighs> But yeah, I mean, like, the dad's not, I mean, obviously the dad's not going to do anything because uh, Dr. Hill is a grant machine. Yeah, and, and, you know, daddy, stop! Which, again, going with... Dr. Sugar Daddy. I feel like the consistency of the lore that they, the rules they lay out of, okay, well, like, you know, this reanimated part works, but then this doesn't. Oh, he can talk because he... Has lungs? No. He doesn't even have his lungs. Pouring the the pints of blood into the yes. container like he's just going to just suck Shop up all up. the goodness. Like a plant. You know, like or a plant. like a piece of bread yeah. and some gravy. <laughs> Oh. It it is a bit weird where I mean even after he severs the head of Doctor Hill in the basement when he's gonna blackmail him, which was kind of a cool scene. No, it's a really neat scene because I mean it's it's it has so many complex with the shovels. Oh, okay, yeah. now even like Best. okay, so right before Best he kill. right before he Boom. like severs his head, you have this complex issue of where he's actually telling Herbert like you're brilliant, like this is genius, and you can see this like single tear rolling down his eye because like all he wanted was some validation. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, Dr. West. No. But I mean, even him just, yeah, severing the head. And then he's going with the, you know, re- reagent. And he's like, I haven't done separate parts before. I'm like, how would this matter? Every time that you've injected something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you both bring pencils? Maybe. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Every time that he's reanimated something, it's been in the brainstem. Yeah. So, I mean, why would it matter to, like, inject it in... I mean, did he go for the spine in the, in the body? I couldn't really tell when it's where always, he was. It's no, always he went for the heart. He was going straight for uh, inside, the chest cavity. Yeah, but, like, the, there's he severed the head. Like, what what is now connecting? Like, now we're getting more supernatural rather than science-based glow stick fluid. Right. Which the yeah. reagent, he never really goes into what that is what or it? how no. he makes it. Like, they should have had typical 80s montage of him, like, cooking some reagent. Gonna suffocate a cat. Listen to the walls as my neighbors have sex. What was the, uh, what was the montage of, uh, not the Goonies, but <laughs> Monster Squad? Like, oh. Oh. Look until you drop. Come on, Dr. West. <laughs> Gotta raise the dead. <laughs> Can you seem very gullible? Which that's that's one of my main arguments against this film is Kane is like one of the best medical students in the school. Yeah. Very bright future, yet he's gullible as fuck. It takes less than five minutes to convince him via the cat that this guy just killed, brought back to life, and then killed again by to prove a by, point. By not bashing it with a a cricket hammer or a baseball bat. Yeah. He just brains the cat up against the wall. And I love the fake 
cat like strapped to his back. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here. Out of my laboratory. I think that's part of the humorous aspect, obviously, of this movie is that there is such a delightful amount of camp. One of the movies that Jack chose for his sports film was Goon. Now, this film features Sean William Scott as a knockout punch hockey player who kind of has a hard bit of uh, getting started. But more importantly, this movie has such a classic amount of obscene, slightly offensive lines that we really had a good time laughing about and just getting down and dirty with it. And this was one of Nathan's choices for his favorite films. So the 2010s movie, (laughs) the 20-teens movie. Get it. (laughs) Goon. What'd you guys think? I actually really liked it. I liked Goon. Because I don't think... I never watched it. it. I know, Drew, you I had seen it, but it had been a while. I went into it with the most bottom expectations, not in a bad way, but just in a, you know, I've heard that it's funny and I've never watched it. It has actors in it that I love. So, I mean, it can only go up, I feel like. So, here we go. And... I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, it's it's a movie that I consistently... I mean, it's it's on Netflix ad nauseum since basically it got to Netflix. I've probably rewatched that movie four or five times in the past several years since it's, it's been out. Okay. Um, it's just... It's just a, it's like a grilled cheese and tomato soup for lunch. It's not the the best thing. It's not gourmet. It's old school. But it's it's satisfying. It's simple. Comfort. But uh, it it hits the spot, and that's sort of my my feeling on Goon. It's not the best hockey movie out there. It's not the best sports movie by any means. Is there is there a, like a more notable hockey movie? Uh, slap Slapshot. Slap, I think okay. nineteen eighty Slapshot. Slap shot, you have Miracle. Um, yeah. I never watched Miracle. That's true. I, didn't, Mis- I didn't want to. Mystery Alaska with Russell Crowe. Oh, oh there I we go. And one. the very very iconic Mighty Ducks. Well, Quack okay. Attack's back, Jack. Like yeah, <laughs> obviously <laughs> Mighty Ducks. I was trying to think of something else besides Triple Deke. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's Knuckle Puck time. Oh quack, my gosh. Quack. Oh, oh. You know, fly together. <laughs> any movie where Emilio Estevez is the uh, the headliner, you know, has got to be good. <laughs> Coaching Pee Wee Hockey. <laughs> it's too bad for it, but you're right. When you start doing the announcer, the the uh, Canadian national anthem singer, I'm like, oh god, what? How did Fergie go back in time and get into this movie? Oh, Ooh, she even had like the, the the stylist like Britney Spears uh, sort of like the yes. pleated skirt thing going on. But like how proud that lady was! Mm-hmm. She even got like the last line of it wrong, and uh, luckily, uh, oh god, Jay Bichelle's, uh best friend, who's like the timid little guy on the team, he he finishes the line proper. Uh, when she's starting to sing, I forget the guy's name, the actor. It wasn't Jay Burch. Oh, it was no, his best like, friend like in real life. It's like his best friend in real life, who's oh, also in the movie. He's right. the guy who's when all the, like, when the pub he, drops, we all drop. Yeah, the guy who makes the little love commentary. That, dude. He's hilarious. <laughs> I'll sign your dick, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> he's who was oh. the guy? Who was the guy in Sandlot? There was Yaya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, no, um, he would always. It was, re- the, it was the younger brother. And like the claws of the cloud. The claws of the cloud. And he would always like echo. Yeah, he would echo his older brother. I loved it. Yeah. That's a great comparison. Yeah, I like you that. know, that's good. <laughs> but the, slap shot. the movie doesn't really start uh, until Doug gets traded. The language, I feel like the language was the like, language is horrible. Was like, oh, this is like phone booth. Like, I mean, this is up. I mean, it's not notch. phone booth or like departed. 
But yeah. I mean, and which folks, by the way, you should not be listening to this podcast tonight. This is for not Goon with uh, your 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 children. With your children, yeah. this is not safe for work. This is why I market explicit. This is this is fucking don't back, be don't be Deadpool when, parents. Back when Nathan and I started, we were all careful. Yeah, yeah. But now, Ooh, poo poo. <laughs> who cares? Well, I I usually would throw out like the one or two f bombs, like a PG thirteen movie. You're allowed one, Jack. You get yep. one. You can. You, you get, get one, one. buck. <laughs> but uh, with with this movie, with uh, with the <laughs> your mama's pussy is so Jesus. tight. There's no way she had a baby. Oh, You're adopted. Some of these lines are so like you see, you see, it is beach ball because you cannot <laughs> stop the beach ball because it is, is bigger. Drunk. It is bigger than puck. <laughs> Does anyone else see this? I'm on your team. They troll him so hard. <laughs> they do. It's so bad. Well, with their Eiffel Towering, his helmet. Oh, yeah. We skull fight. Oh, oh, you yeah. might. They want to wash that off. Wash yeah. that off before you put it on. It's not no glory gay. holes here tonight. It's not gay if your brothers know that makes it even that makes it more gay. It makes it with a dash of something else. <laughs> For our superhero genre, I personally chose Dark Man from the 90s, a movie that I grew up with, absolutely, completely loved. Liam Neeson going absolutely crazy. Not Nicolas Cage crazy, but crazy enough. Donning on fake skin to assume the identities of his enemies. And this was another one of Nathan's favorite from season two. What made you choose a uh, dark man, there, Drew? Over the myriad, myriad <laughs> of choices. Us. I mean, there's not that many superhero okay. films so, at all. Did... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, first off, we have to do our our five year buffer. But I also really wanted to do a movie that was not good. Kind Get out of my house. <laughs> You can say that now. I can say that. You can say that now. This is actually a house. Ladies and gentlemen, Drew bought a house. <laughs> I bought a house. This okay. is Monopoly. He we he, he can charge rent. Okay, no. Okay. Um <laughs> I I really wanted to do a superhero film that was not exactly in the limelight, not something that was very contemporary, but also again, we are real fills. We want to do things that we're definitely going to have real fills for, and this is something that I grew up with. I legitimately love Darkman, the concept of the character. I love the fact that it's coming from not only the desire for Sam Raimi wanting to do Batman and got denied, wanting to do the shadow, got shot down. It's a substitute Batman. It is a substitute, like amalgamation of like Batman, a poor the man's shadow, Batman. and then just like a sprinkling of Rorschach. Like that's what you're getting with Darkman. Okay. Yeah. And I loved watching it as a kid. It's a delightful, like R-rated, like anti-hero movie. It's fun, and it spawned two sequels. Well, I think <laughs> sequels would be would be putting that a little bit heavy handed. The it spawned possible. two direct to DV or direct to VHS sequels. The That's... third one being called Dark Man Three: Die, Die Dark Man Die. That is by far one of my most favorite titles <laughs> in a film ever. Oh, true. <laughs> go away, Batman, go away. Yeah. <laughs> I think Anna said at one point during the second rewatch, why are you making me watch this? You know what? I like it. I don't care what you guys think. <laughs> I like it. I, I love the machine gun leg on the on Skip the Fake I think guy. that's fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fun little ditty. But that whole intro is just so over the top. Oh, like when the cars come crazy. bursting out of the, out the, of the, the containers, I'm like, what? They just ran. They were like, 
make sure you hide the, the car chariots and the crates for our big fight scene. And like, if you could have them spring-loaded to jump out as if they've already been going half like a mile. 60 mile an hour. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a hockey team from hell kind of moment for Chris Donald and Batman. <laughs> and all those people had guns. They, are they all get taken out by machine gun leg. Yeah. They're severely outnumbered. How they possibly died to Durant with one gun, the machine gun guy having... The, the machine gun leg hop along Susan had no leg and he's just trying to stand. I, I don't understand how um, Eddie Black's gang decided to, I don't know, just up and like belly flop on this. How are they possibly losing this gigantic fight? Part so, of me wanted the guy from that does the Allstate uh, commercials. <laughs> I really wanted him as, as that uh, intro villain or the intro boss that they take over. You just wanted him to like, he's like, nobody fucks with Allstate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can I share a small anecdote with you guys? Please. For the past several days since I watched this with my girlfriend, uh, anytime she asks me to do something, like if I get up off the couch and uh, she's like, oh, like, you know, grab me a water or something, I clutch my face <laughs> and run sobbing into the next room, dark man style. And she's like, oh, God, yes. uh, what have I done? What have Forgive I done? me. <laughs> Take the fucking seltzer. Yeah, right. That's right. Here's your fucking bitch water. <laughs> Does she, does she, like, go off to work in a helicopter and you just scream, Anna! <laughs> no, no, exactly. And then I accost her on the street in, in, in complete costume <laughs> and just scare the shit out of her. Me. And then I, I bring over a small little Lego set and I say, I built this! <laughs> no. no but, but when I emerge from the bathroom from the shower naked, I do do the... See the dancing tree. See the dancing tree. Just five bucks. Hey, five, five bucks. Uh, that was my favorite part. Of the and uh, there is a helicopter in that scene as well, gentlemen. So. Ah, oh, good, good. <laughs> as the comedian Rodney Carrington would say, "Helicopter, helicopter." <laughs> what is it with diabolical villains and wanting to have a model of a brand new city? And they're and like this is their plan. He's like, I'm gonna ruin lives and destroy homes, but build jobs. And it's always like a crystal model of a city. They did it in Robocop. They have it now in Darkman. In Zoolander. And in Zoolander. <laughs> this is uh, a century for ends. The whole room full <laughs> models in Die Hard. Right. But that wasn't I mean, the villain. But I mean, it's still, like, you have these visualizations of, like, apparently we can only see the future if it is in model form. Well, I almost think that it represents, like, that they're not necessarily just doing these evil things. It's just their, like, manifestation of, this is so much better than this crap world that is. And because villains always want to, like, Make it their own. It's almost RoboCop-esque. Yeah. yeah. You know what it is? They want to play God. So if they can look down on a tiny world yep. that they created. Boom. I built it. I <laughs> built this. My father made me work the high steel. <laughs> if you are going to recreate your face and then reemerge into your, your former lover's life and tell her that you are not dead, maybe not do it in the graveyard. 50 feet away from your own grave going, oh, oh, it's, it, it's me. It's me. It's me. Shite Hucks McGoldrick. Give, give us a wee scalping. <laughs> Liam needs it. I was like, Liam this is too Bad perfect. judgment calls right now. <laughs> Would you conceivably be Julie? <laughs> oh, I give just, us a top. I, <laughs> <laughs> wee scalping. 
The carnival. The carnival. We've got to talk about the carnival. Let's talk about the carnival. Oh, Take God. the fucking carnival. <laughs> <laughs> First off, that uh, that carny was kind of a dick, but as that, carnies uh, are wanted, as you, carnies are wanted. <laughs> and if you have an hour and thirty three minutes, right? That's yeah. It's an hour. Actually, the movie is an hour and thirty six no, minutes. The, the mass. The mass. It's like a hundred. Oh, sorry, ninety nine minutes, a hundred minutes, something like that. I, I wanted. I wanted the movie to be exactly ninety nine minutes long, just that, like the time. Yes! But they're, they're short by three minutes. Oh well. They could have filled in a little bit. Yeah, just put, you might as well go the distance. Trot but, out Francis McDormand and her mom jeans. We're doing this. But it's weird that he is like, yeah, let's go to the carnival and let's like date right now. Spend a day together. And let's just, you know, like how shady do you look when you're like, hey, it's I'm Cinderella. I got to get out of here in like an hour and 30. Like, and we're not going to hook up. We're not going to do it. And it's like, oh, where are you running off to? Uh the therapy later his whole gaslighting of her as to why he can't hang out with her like his oh my god go back and yeah. therapy like that don't see me there i don't want you that's to... pretty thin that's flimsy and it's not like he's actually been gone that long even like the being you know exploded and shot out of the lab landing in the river and being shot out of the lab like a cannonball <laughs> oh man I mean, <laughs> those blue is, eyes, which is possibly, as you said before, like one of the funniest gifts to watch over and over again. But he hasn't been gone that long. Like maybe, maybe a total of five weeks. Yeah, that's it. But he's acting like they're going to be like reconnecting and he's been gone for years. Like that's <laughs> like the moment when he's standing in the graveyard. and He's all like, Julie, it's OK. Oh, it's me, baby. <laughs> it's me. And she's Papa's coming home. <laughs> terrible timing, Dark Man. Yeah. Wait for her. Wait for Okay, she's putting the rose down. Okay, now, now is my time. Now is my they time. They should have had a picture of him on the grave, like, waving hello, and then they pan up, and he's just like, Julie. Like, same pose, same wave, and then same, the, outfit. same outfit. <laughs> then does the double take, pulls out a gun. I don't know which one the real, which real you it is. <laughs> I, I almost wanted like Harvey Harvey Firestein to be like a special guest in the movie, bringing him faces and just being like, "Careful with her. This is an old lady. Be she's delicate." <laughs> so the carnival, the carnival. <laughs> he he obviously wins. And, yeah. And what the heck? Like, I'm sorry. This is the part that I was kind of like, dude. Heck yeah! Like, give him get, the elephant. Get pissed, man! Like. I'd be pissed too if the car is just like. But it immediately goes from like bending back the fingers, like. Yeah. It I goes mean, from like a one to a one to a five, and then immediately from like from a five to an eight, and then an eight to a like a nineteen. But yeah. not before a fifteen second rage montage, <laughs> which I sort of did love the rage montage. Like Kill Bill style, I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and she, like, I'm sorry, she takes that way better than I thought. Take it down. Take it. Take the fucking elephant. Oh, it, like him it, breaking the fingers and throwing Brooke him? If saw me physically mangle someone over a freaking elephant, she'd be like, oh, I'm she with takes a psychopath. takes a lot of things way better than we thought. Like, the whole <laughs> premise. So? No, you're going dark yeah. with that. <laughs> but no, the whole premise and like, well, where's this hospital? Oh, I don't want you to see me. Like, don't follow me. Yeah, don't no. follow me. <laughs> Peyton. I could have helped you. <laughs> Peyton. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of the movies chosen by Jack that I absolutely love was The Labyrinth. This is a fantastic voyage into fantasy, Muppetry, David Bowie's crotch, 
come on. You cannot beat the Labyrinth. And this is my choice for one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Sarah? laughs> so was this a, a staple for everybody else, much like Flight of the Navigator was? Not at all. Very much so. This is my first full watch through of this movie. Now, do you think your parents may have kept you off of this movie because of David Bowie? I don't even think they knew about this film. Really? I think really? That this flew completely under the radar, was instantly a demonic spirit that would never enter our household, uh, <laughs> simply based on the hips of David Bowie. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> his, his hips. <laughs> and that crotchal region. <laughs> was it because he was dancing in the street? Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. We can be heroes. <laughs> but honestly. Ground control to Major Tom. In a weird way, I am I am glad that I have got to watch this. David Bowie jerk off? Come on, I love it. No, I I love this movie. I think this fits a very special place like Willow, where we're getting that that magic hour of the the height of practical effects as far as puppets and set design and map paintings, and we're starting to get the the dovetail of the sort of the fledgling green screen practical or special effects, uh, CGI effects. And this is Henson. This is Henson. And directed you, by. Directed by. Mm-hmm. Which you can, you can always, even if you don't really uh, know going into something that's his, he just has that uh, feel to it. Feel. Oh, it's it, got a look too. I mean, it's got a look, but just his puppets are so good. Like the, I said, it's the, the height of sort of the Muppetry, like the animatronic, like Hoggle, uh, all mm. the all the animatronics that are in his face and getting his expressions and his his eye eyebrows and the the eyes. Drew and I were talking earlier. Uh, Ludo that was so big and so bulky that I think Drew said they had to downsize the costume. Like the original costume was like between hundred and forty or hundred and sixty eight pounds, and they had to take it down to wow. like a seventy eight pound like outfit. And then you couldn't see anything out of it. So hidden in the left horn is a small camera leading to a monitor inside the costume so that the person moving inside the costume could actually see where the heck they were going. That's amazing. I mean, that's pretty cool. This is also the first complete CGI animal was the owl flying during the And then the goes credits. into to live action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly is just, just very nice. She's cute as a button. It's weird because it's... Like- I feel like she's only aged like four years mm-hmm. in her entire life. Like she's gone, for, <laughs> she you know she grew up, you know her her first, she was born obviously she was a baby, and Is then that how it happens. That's, I think that's you know roundabout. <laughs> then she was this age, like she went from baby to this age, and then. She, the last two years have just been the way she is now, which mm-hmm. is beautiful and an adult. So the beginning of the movie, she's in the park and she's got her sort of her Ren Fair costume on and she's, you know, got to go because she's got a babysitter, her little brother. Her sort of angsty drama reminds me of my own sister. Because I, I, I had the big sister. She was three years older than me. Of course, I wasn't a toddler, but she would always get sort of stuck watching me and like, they don't let me do anything. They hate me. <laughs> and you just have to sort of shake it off and... And escape and leave with just the clothes on your back. Cue the Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, you could have done better than yeah. that. Oh, 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 shake it off? What? <laughs> uh, some some uh, Shakira? Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always oh, Shakira. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So David Bowie, he didn't do the score, but he did all the songs mm-hmm. on the soundtrack. And Great. Except for maybe the, the, the fire creature one, you know. Ain't <laughs> no problems. Which I am now taking a stand and saying that that was Akuna Matata before Akuna Matata. No, no, uh, no. I mean, amateur. Lie down before you hurt yourself. Whoa. Okay. It is. Like, if you look. That's a deep cut. It was pre Kuna Potata? Potata. 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 (laughs) Matata, not Potata. (laughs) But dance magic dance, very catchy. And baby said. Dance magic dance. It's only forever. And then uh, I think Anna's favorite song, my girlfriend, or no, I'm sorry, my fiance. Oh, he's I put a ring on it. You did. We're gonna have another real feels wedding. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, I, I did. <gasps> we'll say, do. A, we'll do an episode. <laughs> yes. She's like, "You're gonna marry me," and I turned and I started going. It's only forever. <laughs> this is your life now. <laughs> this, this is my life. Now. Yeah. I did both uh, the watchthroughs with her. It's her favorite movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was it's her, her number one favorite her number one favorite movie. Whoa. Uh, 1986. Uh, she says two amazing things came out of 1986. Nathan and I. And, <laughs> and boom, her, boom. And well her, done, Drew. She was also born in 1986. She, oh! she is. Yeah. But uh, much like Elizabeth Shue was to me, uh, David Bowie was to her. In the tights and the mm. piece was was for her. And Ludo, I, Ludo is supposed to be the Minotaur, mm. but he's you know like a gentle giant. And then of course, Sodinimus. <laughs> Smells bad. My lady. I love Dinamis. Ambrosius. <laughs> Come here. I wouldn't I would never feed you again. <laughs> I love the one scene where Ludo uh takes Sir Dinamis and just like tosses him over his shoulder. And like as soon as he lands, he like springboards back <laughs> and you get the springboard sound like Ding. How about you? If you're ready to surrender. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> uh, and I like how Ambrosius, they actually had the live dog counterpart for some of the, right. the transportation seeds. And then the, you had like the dog puppet for just like the head. And, like, the, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Right. Which, again, drew me back to parts of Wizard of Oz. Because I was like, oh, like, there's, it, there's sure Toto. You know what I mean? Like, of these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, in a much different message than Wizard of Oz is... Towards the end of, you know, where Dorothy is realizing that uh, there's home, no place like home. there's no place like home where there's there's no one to replace. There's nothing to replace Toby like your he's, brother. He's yeah, your goddamn brother. For yeah. Ex- and that's where I was kind of like having just these mental breakdowns where I'm like, bitch, <laughs> go get your fucking brother. Like, <laughs> do you- yeah, but- for one of our last films that uh, I get to choose for this episode. I absolutely loved the space odyssey genre and my choice of fifth element. But more importantly, I loved laughing and reviewing this movie with my friends. A lot of the lines that can be just regurgitated from this film and the nuances that come with it, it, it was just a true treat. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels Podcast. It's Father Drew here. Oh, and uh, Dallas Nathan. Help me. <laughs> this is Jack Cornelius. <laughs> oh, guys. <Please> and help <laughs> me. I only have one point left on my license. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I just, just can't do I it. I just can't do it. Oh, Drew, you know when one of those lines just drops into your lap? <laughs> just repeatable. And Help me. Five, nine, great skin. <laughs> well, they don't chase you after one. <laughs> they don't chase you. <laughs> Give me the cash. Give me the cash, man. Man, is that is that the new new gun? Man, I too bad it's not loaded. What do you mean it's not loaded? <laughs> I, that's how I'm going to dance at my wedding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice hat. Do you like it? Does he, is he the exact? Like, did the same actor that did the the guy from Waterworld uh, on the boat that's like? He's in a movie that's coming up for us. Oh. He's actually the next movie coming up. One of the, one of the actors, mm, the okay. Waterworld guy. Yeah. Oh. So a little little plea pre Drew's clues for you. There's a hint. There's no such thing as a perfect girl. Uh, okay, they beat you over the head with that little. Hole she was bit. made uh, per- as the, as the scientist. He's like perfect. perfect. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. <laughs> but the real love story was her and the chicken. Chicken. That was the real love story. She devoured a whole... The look on her face when she pulls that chicken out of the the microwave rehydrated chicken. And it's not even like a chicken. It's like a full course, like, dinner. I mean, it had had chicken. It had vegetables. There was everything there. There I don't want... Her to be all crying like, oh, I don't know, love. I want her to look at me and be like, chicken. I'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got some hen for you. But you have, was it was it Josie Wales? Not Josie Wales. Uh, what was the Robert Redford film where he is uh, like a kind of a mountain man? Oh, and he's, oh yes, yes, that's yes. a beautiful film. Yes. And one of the most like awesome soundtracks you can listen to. And I forget the name of it, they though. Don't e- they, they can't speak the same language. Yep. The Indian girl, and then they just share... Was it Jeremiah us. Johnson? Yes. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Johnson. Johnson. I was I, just about to look it up. That's why I was like, Josie Wales? No. No, that's that's a different... No, no, no. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you have those moments where, like, they don't speak the same language, and then they share just this universal language of a smile. He did not ask for consent when he kissed he her. He did not. Why <laughs> was that right. even? That, that was right. the weird. Why that was, was that a... possibly a good idea for him? He's like, oh, I got to wake her up gently. And then she instantly knows that, like, <laughs> to just, like, put the gun to his head and be like, Friday in a long time. Yep. But, yeah. And then from Friday, we also have uh, Chris Tucker <gasps> playing Ruby Rod. Oh. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> What's the, what's the word? Maybe green. Super green. Super green. How was that? <laughs> so I, I guess his uh, his inspirations for the role were Prince and Michael Jackson, 
who were also considered for the role. Prince Ooh. was top of the list. After just watching uh, Leaving Neverland, <laughs> I am very glad it was not Michael Jackson. I'm really excited the fact that like he went so over the top. If it was Michael Jackson, I could almost assume it would be just so soft and like downplayed. Which is a slash Co- Co- R. Kelly. Cobra man. You're so ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> Cobra that's ignorant. We're gonna go we're gonna go and, and see an opera. Can we see an opera? Coven, I, I need hope- you to be more explicit. Shame on it. Trying to be down. Doing publicity stunts and all like, we're here, <laughs> we're here on the ship and I'm looking down at everybody. Here's my baby. Whoops. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> we're, oh. All, we're off the rails. Yeah. Shots fired. All right. Back to Chris Tucker as Ruby Rod. I find him to be incredibly annoying, but with the right percentage to make me laugh is there somebody else that could have done this this like this this much no but i i think break, I as far as breakout acting or should this have been uh, gary oldman's it, no gary oldman Whoa. was great in this but chris tucker like if you're gonna be this over the top in a space yes. opera this is the perfect character this is the, the perfect, perfect character actor. to do it I, okay so now moving on because that doesn't matter anymore because he was garbage man choking on the peach pit over there <laughs> It's a I'm 902 no reference, and we'll just move on. 902. Oh no. oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the aliens, uh, I think, are very... Which aliens? Orcish. Um, the, the bad guys? Yeah. What are they called? I can't think off the top of my head even what they're called. The orcish type. The orcish kind of like... Mandalores? Man- man- Mangalores. Man- Mangalores. That sounds right. Nathan Dallas. <laughs> Have you seen that supreme bean I gave you back when? I should like to gaze upon it one more time. One more t- <laughs> 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 supreme being. I mean, what you, he's a she. <laughs> you noticed. Yes. Uh, the, but they play that kind of dumb... Like they're mercenary. brutes, yeah, they're brutes. That's all it is. They even said like we're warriors, not merchants. We haven't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Look like meats back on the menu, boys. <laughs> That's their role, though. They're just the like lackeys that just well, not once but twice. Like when they when they recovered the box, the case with the stones, they didn't even check to see if there's stones in there. And then when Zorg, this this case is empty, empty, the opposite of full. This case is supposed to be full. Recovers the box that nobody even checked to see He'd, if the stones were in. Nobody's checking luggage in this movie. Yeah. Like, if I'm setting a bomb and leaving a ship and never coming back again, I'm going to check the thing that I'm taking Maybe. with me to make sure <laughs> that I've completed the fetch quest. Also, the weapon that he gives the Mangalores, I don't know any gun that's going to hold 3,000 rounds let alone be that thing is massive. That's what you have a problem have, with. No, this is one I thing. Mean, yeah. A woman vomiting out goodness and life at a at an asteroid streak at death a death asteroid, and you're like, the gun could never carry that much ammo. <laughs> this movie is highly unbelievable. I, I can't I can't get behind it. <laughs> it's true. I can make my points. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Two ships took down That's an what, okay. entire Manischewin, huge, like, huge, massive huge transport. with this because I love space, you know, ships, and I love the, the battles. And battles and all. Where's and the point defense system nothing. on that ship? <laughs> 
I mean, shields up like the, nothing. Uh, the Mandashoans at this point right now, they seem to be like a passive race, despite the fact that they created the ultimate weapon. And they maybe or maybe not killed the, the archaeologist at the beginning. Right. And maybe maybe the not. Four fire power. Like <laughs> they, they could do crap. <laughs> Don't worry, I know a few maneuvers. Chew angle the deflector shields. <laughs> And we're spinning. <laughs> and yeah, we're just rocking and rolling. And they blow that Two ship ships. up. They blow it up. But they, they say that they're, they're warships. They're warships. But those like, are tiny those warships. Are fighters. Like, those are fighters. Yeah. Those are some tiny warships. I mean, unless that's exactly like the tactics for the Mangalorians. But I mean... Uh- that's a baller tactics. Yeah. Well, oh, this was fun, boys. There's there's two fleas on our ass. We're done. <laughs> Supreme Bean, let's send them with our most fortified armada. No, let's send them in an unarmed freighter. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Nothing's gonna happen. They don't even like attempt to like again, like you said, like raise shields or anything. You just see it inside the cockpit and he's like, <laughs> and at that point. <laughs> What what is the harm of having like a ten def- of them? A defense system? No, or like and then or have ten like, ships. Have ten ships. This should be an armada transporting this thing. It really should. Or okay, so you have a flagship that's just carrying this and can't for some reason deploy fighters. At least have the defenses like blow up the majority of these damn little fighters. Yeah, have and them, then, have some red shirts take some losses yeah. before they before they take Which down. Apparently uh, was their was their plan on the, all along because the stones weren't even on the ship at all because even though the Rufus podcast has only been doing this for two years, we have come across some amazing people in the podcasting community from literally all over the world. And with the amount of genuine and even handful size support, which isn't even doing it justice, they are such incredible people. We love all of our friends over at the Podfix Network. We treasure those from our WLI pod peeps. Guys, podcasters genuinely do this for the love that they have for their topic, for their show, for their audience. And this doesn't change for the amount of friendship that they show to us. So I am incredibly happy and very blessed, as well as Nathan and Jack, for the people that we can now call our colleagues in this big, wide world of the podverse and some of them have sent in some congrats some love so we thank you guys hi this is shauna and this is trisha and this is two girls on a bench the podcast we are here to say happy podiversary happy anniversary podiversary two years for the real feels wow we're featuring drew our buddy we are right behind you guys but you are you are blazing the way first with two years you are ancient compared to us our our podiversary is one month from now You're so old. You're so experienced. Oh my god. And yeah, we feel a lot of things about how awesome you are. Yay. <laughs> and oh, we have to sing the anniversary song, but okay. we're not going to do the whole thing. Just the beginning. Ready? It's really hard to not to It's do not the whole. that difficult. All okay. Ready. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Shauna's doing the whole thing. I told her not to. She can't not. <laughs> and you get the whole damn song. Happy <laughs> anniversary, Happy anniversary. Well, yeah, I'm just saying hello. My review could be of the light that I'm looking at right now. It's bright, but it's it, the lamp 
shade itself is really nice. It's really nice. It kind of contains the light. So that's my review of the lampshade uh, at the studio. And yeah, a movie suggestion. How about something by Neil Breen? That, that would be wonderful. A Neil Breen film. Ah, uh, and uh, you're the realist, and you're the feelist. And I would just like to say that sometimes things are, and then sometimes they're really not. And then other times, I mean, you know what happens. I, I mean, uh, so congratulations. Um, I, I do recall reading somewhere that this is uh, your 30th day sober, uh, but not consecutively. So I would like to congratulate you for that and send you lots and lots of love. And wishing you a very, very merry, merry whatever it is you're celebrating today. Whether today is while you're listening to this now while I'm leaving it, which is weird, or whether it's a week from now, or maybe it's a week ago and you're a time traveler. Sean from What Does It Matter podcast is now. Hey, Jason here with Sam and Trish from Invasion of the Remake. Hello. We're here. We're here. Yeah. Just like these guys. Hey, real yes. fields. Yes. Real fields. I hear you're, yes. you're two. You're two years old. Two real years fields. Old. Our younger brothers. They're, Our younger brothers. They they yeah. they grow up so. They're fast. not quite in diapers anymore. The little ones. This we're doing. They're doing the potty training. It's terrible too. Oh, I like that potty training. Potty <laughs> training. <laughs> you know, the first year they were cute like Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. but now they've matured a little bit. Getting into shit. Occasionally. <laughs> get your hand out of a cookie jar. Ah, uh, they're just going to get into everything. Walking uh, around, I, I hate podcasting. When they, I hate when the, the, the teething years. Worst. Absolutely. The worst. But you know what? They're not the worst. They are the best. Mm-hmm. They really are. Happy really. birthday, guys. Yes. Yes, congrats. And it's been a great fun getting to know you, and we look forward to many, many more years of it. Absolutely. Happy to you Happy this to- many. Uh, that is a long journey, and it must be really hard taking every other weekend off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's like at all. No. <laughs> you, you're smarter than we are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Two weekends off a year for Jay. Yeah. Some of us get other weekends off, but Jay only gets two weekends off no. a year. Yep. So you're smart. I am a masochist. Happy birthday. Yes. From all of us to all of you. And uh, check us out, Invasion of the Remake. Yes. Every week. Every week. Every week. Every Tuesday on all your favorite podcast platforms. Every week. Can I have your weekends off? <laughs> we should bring Drew in for those. <laughs> Hello, Drew. Hello, Jack. Hello, Nathan. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. And I'm just dropping by to congratulate you all. On two years of the Real Feels podcast. Now, that's no small deal in podcast world. To get to two years of coming together to record, well, virtually week in, week out, every second week in, week out, and produce such quality content, such fun, endearing, banter-worthy content is such an achievement, and I want to congratulate you all. Now, the other reason that I'm stopping by today is to really acknowledge Drew as one of the absolute nicest guys I've ever met, probably the nicest guy I've ever met through this podcasting gig. Drew, you have contributed to our show so many times I can't even count. Your feedback is just invaluable in that regard. Now, Jack and Nathan, they might be the biggest assholes in the world. (laughs) Look, I'm obviously joking. For the three of you to all get on so well, it's wildly apparent. You're all great guys and I want to wish you all the very best and thank you all 
for giving me the real feels with the Real Feels podcast. Cheers, and all the very best for the next two years of the show. Not that it has to be two years. It can be like, you know, 20 if you want it to be. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. We're congratulating the Real Feels podcast on two years of podcasting. Wait, what? Yeah. Drew, Nathan, and Jack, they've been <gasps> at it for two years. Holy cow! Yeah, they do a different genre every week, but uh, they haven't gotten your favorite genre yet. <laughs> Animal exploitation movies? Actually, yeah, I'm not pretty sure they haven't done that one either, but uh, no, I'm talking about Cat Murder Mysteries. Cat Murder Mysteries! So guys, I, I know I, I know you guys just recently picked everything for the next season and whatever, you guys got your thing. Uh, if we can get Cat Murder Mysteries written yeah. in there for uh, season four, we'd greatly appreciate it and uh, we can join you. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah! Then, then they can have five people yelling into a microphone. Woo! All the feels! So many feelings! Uh, but, Especially uh, cats! <laughs> but uh congratulations guys uh yeah looking forward to the next season and yeah all all the incredible stuff you guys do and uh thank drew thanks for coming on the castaway episodes and uh there was like bats and like a couple other things he's done with us we really appreciate it man we Congra- love you guys and congratulations thank you so much you guys are amazing Dear Nathan, Jack, and Drew of the Real Feels Podcast, As you already know, there are a plethora of movie review shows, and I am a fan of lots of them. However, what makes the Real Feels experience different is really the heart of the show. You three are very knowledgeable about the craft of movie making. We listeners can hear the years of friendship in your laughs and jokes. But the reason I come back every two weeks is to witness your pure emotions connected to these films. That is a special thing to experience, and much more so to witness it via an oral platform. You three, however, succeed with grace, wit, and charm, and you've secured my fandom for years to come. Real feels, congratulations to two seasons of laughter and love, and here's to many more. And Drew, I know I don't have to say it, but thank you so much for your friendship. It means more to me than you'll ever know. Love to all of you. Sincerely yours, Melissa. You give my life purpose. And maybe, maybe that's enough. Because that's just about the greatest gift one friend can give another. So guys, that is our year two in review wrap up. And we all want to thank you. Nathan, Jack, myself. Thank you for two fantastic years of podcasting. Thank you for two fantastic years of the laughs, tears, most importantly, the feels. We cannot wait to show you what's in store for Season 3, Real Feels Podcast, Return of the Feels. Remember that you can always check us out on social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Real Feels Pod. Send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. And hey, don't forget the Tooch line. It's 661 376 0030. We'd love to get a voicemail from you. Say hi, suggest a movie, whatever you want. Maybe a little dirty joke. 
Who knows? You can also check us up on Patreon. Be sure to check out some of those fantastic tiers. Maybe even shape how Season 3 might turn out. So until then, guys, remember, you're the realist, and most definitely the feelist.